Luke chapter 16. So we start from verse 19. Luke 16. wants to help me from verse 19 all the way to the end okay. Luke 16 from verse 19 da. Da. there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day but there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of souls who was laid at his gate desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar of and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all these, between us and thee, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg ye therefore father that you would send him to my father's house for i have five brothers that he may testify to them lest they also come to this place of torment verse 29 abraham said to him they have moses and the prophets let them hear them and he said no father abraham but if one goes to them from the dead they will repent but he said to him if they do not hear moses and the prophets neither will they be persuaded through one rise from the dead. Though one rise from the dead. Amen. When I read this scripture, I believe it's a, it's a true story. Because Jesus, of course, knows all things. Da? And when he pulls out a story like this, <clears throat> from when he tells a story like this, uh, especially mentioning Lazarus, I mean, uh, Father Abraham, it makes me believe that this was, these were real people that lived, the rich men and Lazarus. Yeah? And we see here that the rich men had a really rich life. He dressed in purple. When the Bible talks about dressing in purple, you're talking about Bill Gates and, <laughs> and the Zuckerbergs there. Yeah? So someone who really had it. So this person you'd expect he even had slaves in his house, or servants, so to say, that served in his house. You have uh, people who cooked his food, maybe people who worked in his field. He was a rich man. Da? People who washed his feet. Yes? He, he, he lived luxuriously. Maybe if he, if, it, if, he, if he lived in our days, you could say he drove the Rolls Royce and... <laughs> And all these fancy cars, huh? <laughs> But, and when he tells us this story, he doesn't say too much about the two, of course, huh? you, you would expect 
these rich men may have had some powerful political connections. This may have been some minister somewhere. He was a rich man. We don't know. <laughs> Duh? And he may have been one of the guys that sat at the, at the city gate to give, you know, to advise people or <clears throat> whatever. Maybe if, if he was a businessman, maybe his business was all over the country. Duh? But most probably he was a farmer. But he was a rich man. <laughs> yeah, the farmer, a farming. But then we are told of this rich, uh, poor guy named Lazarus. No? This guy was so poor. Perhaps like me. So poor that his comfort, the comfort for his wounds, came from dogs. Dogs. Dogs licked his wounds to relieve his pain. And for his daily for his daily produce or whatever, for his daily uh, nutrition, nutrition eh? what he received every day was crumbs from the rich man's table. He ate the leftovers. He didn't even have the luxury of adding a dollar a day or such, or a pound a day, or hundred rubles a day. He was poor and sickly. And when I look at this scripture, this scripture comes to mind when I, when I think of people like our former Minister of Education, <coughs> Abraham Yambo. When he died, he was such a good man. Uh, he was leading the Ministry of Fisheries, fish, fish, fisheries, marine resources. Huh? And then the president took him from there, put him in education, and the education sector was just flying, soaring there, and the marks were improving, and, and then all of a sudden the minister died. And everybody loves, loved him, no? and, and, and everything so good about him. And the question came to mind as everybody was celebrating him and mourning him. The question came to mind, so where did this guy go? So when he died, Lord, where did he go? Did he go to heaven? Or did he go to hell? No? I, I, such questions come to mind. Where did he go? I'm curious. I want to know. Was he born again or was he not? I don't know whether he was born again or not. But then I want him to go to heaven. He was such a good man. Now in my, my the, the, the inclination of my mind is to want him to go to heaven. No? But I don't know his his salvation. And of course we have a lot of good people, good inverted commas, yeah? rich people who are good. They have, they give money to charity and they, maybe even more than half of their pay, they, they give to charity and everybody just loves them. They are in the top billionaires of the world and, and they're doing so much good and then they die and we speak so much good about them. Yet, before I begin to boast about these people, I often think, what, where did this person go? That's such a very important question because it doesn't matter what you've done on earth. If you do not get into heaven, then everything that you have ever done on earth amounts to nothing. Wow. But then I want this person to go to heaven. 
Why? Because he did some good things. No? And I struggle with this a little bit. But Lord, could it really be that he went to hell? Is there such a possibility that he went to hell? He was such a good man. Why? You know, I want him to be in heaven. <laughs> then I remember this verse. And this verse teaches us so much about the Lord. That, and the first thing is that he's not a respecter of men. Amen? God is not a respecter of men. He will not treat you better than me just because you fed the poor if you are not born again. No? God is not a respecter of men. But this guy was rich, very rich, and he ended up in hell. Wow. So rich that he ended up in hell. And <clears throat> being rich in those days, like Abraham and Lord, he must be someone very important in the community. This is a person that people knew. This is the person that people celebrated. No? And yet Jesus said, without even hitting around the bush, he said he died and then he woke up in hell. <laughs> Imagine what his relatives were. The kind of eulogy they were giving in his memorial service. Let's name him Mr. Jakes. <laughs> Whoever. What do they say about Mr. Jakes? He was a good man. He built the, the most successful company in the whole country. He employed so many employers and the business, I mean, the, the, the economy was booming when he transformed this nation and he lowered the prices so that. But he says there was this poor guy who lived at his gate. His name was Lazarus. Nobody celebrated him, nobody knew him, but Jesus did. Amen? Amen. This person did not have a cum laude in university. He, he was not probably not the best student at school. But this person made it into paradise. Wow. What a God we serve. Amen. He doesn't respect any person. So to say, I treat you better just because, you know, I think he, he does not do these backdoor things. No backdoor deals. Say, so, Lord, I'll just give you a thousand dollars so that when I get to the gates of heaven, you let me in, even though I didn't do so well here. Say, no. You get what you deserve. And when I, when I look at this, it speaks to me that I should not deceive myself to think, well, I should just be good. And then, you know, I'll enter somehow. It teaches me not to put, not to rely on my own performance and not to relax and say okay I need devotion yes check I read my Bible every day check so I think <laughs> I think I'll make it <laughs> no? because these are superficial things that are good but that's not the basis of our salvation amen and I love the, the prayer request she gave that, that we may be genuine in our walk with Christ because there are so many people deceived no? They, they, they go to church, check. They lead devotion, check. No? But in the privacy of their hearts, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Now, of course, all of us, we know that. We should watch the video, was it yesterday, two days ago, that if, if we were to put a chip in your brain there, yeah, for a whole week, you say, you're just going to take the best parts, yeah, for one day, and we play that on the screen. For devotion, to be our devotion. 
you see that? And, and, and you know yourself so well. You, no way. No, no, no. Maybe we start with Venom. Suddenly, you say, okay, let's do it according to alphabetical order. And God is no respecter of person. You see, if we can be genuine in our, in our work with Christ, you know, not relying on the flesh, not relying on how much we have performed for God, but really take God as His word, live according to His word. Amen? So that there is no this thing of, I think, no, God wants us to have confidence in our salvation. And unfortunately, some people don't have confidence in our salvation. Why? Because of their, their work. You know that they have done things in secret, and therefore, when the question comes, will you go to heaven if Christ comes now? So we need to walk in the integrity of this word. Amen? Amen. And hold a true testimony for Christ. Because uh, we are the pillar and foundation of truth. The Bible says the church is the pillar and foundation of truth. Amen? Let us not put confidence in the work of the, of the flesh. Flesh produces nothing. Paul said the mind that is set on the flesh is death. But the mind that is set on Christ, in the Spirit of God, is life and peace. Amen? So if you walk in the integrity of this word, heaven will bear testimony that yes, this is my son. Amen? This is the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. But if we are doing sidewalks, the Bible says, walk, keep your eyes ahead. Do not turn to the left, do not turn to the right. Amen? Keep your eyes fixed on the price. But if you are going to the left, to the right, and then to the left, 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 and then to the right again, the Lord is saying, you are confusing me. Look warm. I don't like such characters. I will spew you out. Immediately. He's no respecter of men. He does not... He's not a... What's the other word? Mm, for respect of men. He has no favoritism. Amen? He has no favoritism. That's why he says in Hebrews 11:6, whoever believes and whoever comes to God must have must believe that he is and is the reward of them that diligently seek him. Amen. That's what I wanted to share. I've been pondering on this scripture day in day out and and if we can run with this word, always remember that God is no respect of men. So when you, when you face temptation or sin, when sin is trying to tempt you, and you're saying, Lord, I can just sin once, and then maybe, you know, Lord, I've done so many good things. For 16 years I've been born again. Lord, would you really send me to hell for this? For lying? For the corruption just in one moment? <laughs> yeah? For this small corruption? Lord, would you send me to hell just because of this corruption? Or because I, I did this? You know, Lord, I've done so many good things then that's where now you're trying to put your good works. And Christ has already told us that. That's why he came. He came because our good works don't match up. Mm. Yeah? So now if you, are, if you are saying, well, I'll just sin once so that you can forgive me, mm. ah, that doesn't work in the kingdom. Amen? Mm. Slava Bobo.
reminds me of that scripture that says something about the man that is circumcised and the one that is not circumcised. Mm -hmm. the, I, don't, I can't remember nicely. Something about being circumcised but not ah. leading as uh, being a circumcised person. Or, I don't know, I can't remember, but yeah. something it's, like it's that. Giving confidence that we're Yes. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, which one and is that? And then, and then the, most, yes. the most interesting yes. part is that mm -hmm. they will say, we have you know, cast out demons, yes. we have uh, healed the sick, we have yes. prophesied in your name. Have, yes. You know, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. So many things in his name. Yeah, but if he says, Get away from, from me. I don't, don't know. Work us of iniquity. Work us of iniquity. Mm -hmm. So, it says, whatever, even we can have faith mm -hmm. to do so much for God. Yes. But if you are not in God, mm -hmm. it doesn't, doesn't make any difference. No. You see? So, it's possible that somebody will, will, will pray and then God hears and he answers the prayers. Mm -hmm. But he is not genuinely in God. Yeah. You see? So, and then what you're supposed to be doing is we are, we are to do what. God has commissioned us to do. Yes. If I see um, Brother Christian mm -hmm. preaching and he's doing the preaching so well, mm -hmm. then I'm like, ah, you know, no, I know, mm -hmm. I think I'm saying to just hear the say it, but Brother Christian is doing the healing so good, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> gotta do this, you know, but it, it, it might work because of the faith that I'm putting in, mm -hmm. but that's not what God sent me to do. Mm -hmm. I have hidden my what, what the gift that I'm supposed to get mm -hmm. used. Then I'm going to chase after somebody's envying somebody's gifts. Then you, that's why he punished the, the servant who complained mm -hmm. that you are God to do this way, not so. Mm -hmm. I know you are hard God, you are hard man, you know, like trying to accuse God. But it's just because he's doing what he's not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. you know, and if we don't understand what we're supposed to be doing for God, we will miss the whole point. Yes, and sometimes we compare ourselves with other people. Yeah. We say, Lord, surely I'm better than Julius, so I should enter because, you know, this guy is lazy, he sleeps. And then we end up being like the Pharisee. Yeah? The Pharisee now put confidence in his flesh. Lord, I fast. This guy doesn't fast, so I think I'm better. You know, I think I'm, I'm on, at least I'm 9 out of 10. He's 0 out of 10. So I think I will enter. Yeah? Let us put away all this. And, and, and with regard to the scripture, you said, when he spoke to these people that said, we cast out demons in your name, we prophesied in your name, he said, get away from me, you workers of iniquity. Da? He said, I never knew you. He didn't I, even I, I, say, I, I don't know you. I never, never knew you. you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> such a rejection. He calls them so lawless. Yeah. And why does he call them lawless? Because the Lord, even when he has done away with the law of Moses, he did not leave us, so to say, without law, without without the commands to obey. No? He has left us with so many commands. I mean, not so many commands to say, burden some commands. Because he said, my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He has a yoke, but it's easy. Amen? He has a, he has a, he has a, he has a burden, but it's easy. Amen? So we're supposed to carry his burden, not other people's burdens. Not uh, Satan's burdens, or not the burdens of the flesh. Amen? So, he says, I have left your command, but you do not obey it. So, Amen. Slavable. <coughs>
I pray that has spoken to someone tonight. Yeah, that's like so deep. And I think I wish maybe the whole Christians, the whole Christian community in the world can hear this. Because mm-hmm. it's just like really so deep. And I think when you are praying, we should also, in with this prayer request, we should also include yes. the whole body of Christ. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we are just caught up here and there, and then we, we are caught up in this whole thing of saying, no, I'm a, I'm a sinner from my mother's womb, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And yeah. You are just there, the flesh is willing. You have to defend your the, Yeah, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But then when you, <laughs> yes, and then we just, we also just look at how God from, God is love, 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 love. Yeah, God is love, but God is the holy God. Yeah, He's holy. Yeah. And I think can separate that from the love. Yeah, they not even sin. Oh yes. But when when you when you do sin, you don't you're not connected to the love of God. No. Actually, I had one pastor. He's very popular in Ukraine. And when I came here, I was told about him. I only found about him later on. But I mean, got to know what, uh, who really he is. His face. So if last month I was watching a few videos. I saw one video of his. He said, "Sexual sin is not enough to take you to hell." Ah, there's a threshold. Yeah. Yeah, and in oh. our surprise, <laughs> he's a charismatic teacher. He says sexual sin is not. He says one sexual sin is not enough to take you to hell. And then he says, because the Bible say, do not even lasting in your heart is sexual sin. So maybe the the person that is lasting has even committed a greater sin than the one who committed sexual sin. How is that possible? <laughs> like the one who it is even possible. He say it is even possible that the one who's not been involved in sexual intercourse before, you know, to someone is not married to, that this one is lasting. He has done even a greater sin than the one who has been caught in the very act. Is that possible? <laughs> Can you get into the act without the first part? Da, you see that. So. And, and I didn't even listen to the whole because it was a question someone asked. He usually does question and answer, and and and, and I didn't even listen to the whole question and answer because the foundation is already broken. <laughs> no, so sexual sin is not enough. So that means I can try. Huh? I, I can always do that with with that mindset. Well, it's not enough to take me to hell. God, will you really take me to hell because of this? Respecting God, you know, when 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 your parent told you not to do something, and then you intentionally do it, you don't respect them. No. It hurts when you don't respect your parents. No. I mean, God is even bigger, no, oh, and it hurts. I mean, what kind of mindset are you going in heaven with? Mm. I mean, can you imagine the devil sin while he's in heaven? Mm-hmm. So heaven doesn't make you holier <laughs> if you go with the same mindset like that. So it's it's God wants to. Us to desire him more than anything else, yeah. you know. And if you can trade him for a social sin mm. or for whatever compromise, you don't care about him. Then you don't know holiness because the Lord is holy. He wants us to be righteous and walk in the fear of the Lord. Amen. Yes. So let us do some prayers. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. Amen. Oh yeah, time time is running. So we did ten. Okay, let us uh, do some prayers and then we close. Amen. Amen. <coughs>